Sir, you look like you got a lot going on. And man, I understand. But you don't know how to get it off your chest. You don't know how to talk about it. You probably need somebody to guide you through it. So I tell you what, I'll go ahead and be first. I'll tell you some of my experiences and what I've walked through and what I've learned. And maybe you can connect with me and you'll get something out of it. So we're going to sit down and chop it up in this talk show called Man, I Understand. Redirection Direct Media Productions. Sir, welcome to Man I Understand. And as you heard in the intro, you probably got some stuff going on in your life. And I'm here to help you with that by talking about what I've gone through in my life. And maybe you can relate to some of the things that I talk about. And maybe you can. Who knows? All I know is that it would be helpful. It would have been helpful for me in the past if somebody would have said, hey, man, you're going to walk through this stuff and this is what you need to do. Because I know some of you are in it right now in the middle of whatever it is you're walking through and you could use a little help. So, again, I'm here to talk through. We're going to chop it up about some of my experiences and maybe that'll help you as well. Understand this, though. I am not a psychologist. I am not a brainologist a sociologist none of those ologists i'm just a regular dude i am a former husband i am a, a parent of two a father i'm a worker i'm a son that's what i am so if you want to talk about all my expertise i don't have any except life experiences over four decades of life experiences in this body here and that's what i'm coming from so i don't have any type of professional opinions i'm just giving you my life experiences now for this segment, if you will, if there was a series, I would say uh, there's going to be different topics per series. But this particular series is going to be coming from a divorcee perspective. That would be me. So if I have to give this a title, this episode would be intro to me, two time divorcee. Another thing I want to give a precursor to or I don't know if that's the right word, a precursor Um I am a Christian. I am somebody who tries to walk as a Christian. However, that does not mean I've had a miraculously perfect life. Once again, two-time divorcee. I just want to share with you from my perspective of the things that I've experienced. And it's not been easy. And if you are not a person who wants to hear a bunch of religious views, this is not a Christian show, but that's going to be my viewpoint because that's where I'm coming from. And some of the things you'll hear, you're probably like, oh, man, you ain't you ain't perfect. That's right. I'm not. I'll never claim to be perfect. But, you know, I'm just trying to help some folks out. And yes, I do have notes here in front of me. So if you hear the note sound, because this will be available on all the uh, different platforms, you'll have some video platforms, you'll have some podcast platforms. I plan on putting this out there on um what you call that little thing, Spotify, and it's probably on Anchor and YouTube. I don't know, Facebook. It is going to be all over the place. But I just want to get something out there that the good people, you men and some women, will be able to learn from. Now, my sponsors for this uh, wonderful uh, show that I'm putting on are going to be Simply Delish Catering and Paxton Chiropractic. I will talk about them a little bit later. But let's go ahead and get into an intro to me, two-time divorcee. So 
let's just go right into it. We start our journey back in 1919. That's right. It was a long time ago when I started my journey, but it's right after the army. I uh, was in the in college in Texas and I had one of my army buddies. He decided to also. Well, he actually was the one that talked me into going to college at that particular place. And it was a great experience. I met a young lady and uh, we decided to get married. And it was a very short. I think it was a pretty short um, engagement period because we dated for a short time and uh, ended up getting married. You know, kind of going with that scriptural uh, view, you know, it's better to marry than to burn because I, you know, I grew up partially part of my, my childhood as a Christian. Um, I didn't really understand life that well to to have some of the experiences to propel me forward. So I had to learn stuff along the way. Uh, but I just was going by what I heard in church. And, OK, it seemed like that was going to work. But I didn't find out until later that, oh, it's not that easy. So here I am in college. I meet a young lady and, you know, it seems like this is going to be perfect. We're going to have a great, a great life together. Um, and we ended up getting married, like I said, pretty quickly. Uh, understand this about me. My parents at the time had been married for some 30 years, something like that. You know, I think I was, it was still 20 something because that was well over 20 years ago. Ultimately, my parents, uh, did a death do you part type of thing. My dad passed away in 2014 and they had been married for 43 ish years, a long time. So it was, it was, they, they had a good long run at it. And so that was my idea of what marriage should be. It should be until death do us part. And that was my whole focus, my whole goal. We're going to have kids and they're going to grow up and they're going to have kids. And then one of us or both of us going to kick the bucket. And that's it. Perfect life. That's not what happened. So uh, finally got done with college, ended up buying a house. And then there were some cracks in the foundation of the marriage. Now, I am one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to say it was her fault. It was my fault. I, I probably will talk about my faults more than anything else. I'm not going to bash her, uh, uh, bash any of my ex-wives. You know, it is what it is. I have no hard feelings towards them. Again, this is from my perspective to help you out as you're going through your thing. So in the midst of the separation uh, before the divorce, because she made it apparent that, you know, this wasn't going to work. I was miserable. I was miserable because I had grown up thinking that, you know, a two parent household, that this is the way it's going to be. It's they're not going to be any issues. Uh, I didn't understand, even though my parents had their issues, you know, and they fought and so on and so forth. I still didn't quite understand this thing that I was going through this, this divorce element. It does. It didn't make sense. I know the statistics even then were high that, you know, marriages didn't last. And even in the Christian they didn't last, I didn't care. I was miserable. I, I didn't like that feeling of, of rejection uh, and failure. Okay. Because, you know, not that I'm a perfectionist. I just thought it was going to work, but it didn't. 
And there were days when I would get off of work and I didn't necessarily want to go home. I had bought a house and it was a nice little house down there in Texas. But I didn't want to go home because I didn't want to be uh, by myself. But at the same time, I didn't want to be with a bunch of people. Go figure. It was weird. I, 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 it was like I wanted to be around people. What's that saying they say about kids to be seen and not heard? That's kind of what I wanted to be. I wanted to be seen and not heard. Our, there's a, a place in, in Austin, Texas called the Speakeasy, and they had a rooftop terrace. Never get because that was commercial. Speakeasy, rooftop terrace. And I would I found it somehow. I don't know. and just heard the commercial on the radio and decided to go. And would just go there and sit on the rooftop at night. And there would be a bunch of people, depending on the day, be a bunch of people there. And I would just sit there and chill out because I don't once again, didn't want to go home because there's nobody there. And I don't want to be with a bunch of people that I did know. And so I would just sit there at night and just ponder, how did my marriage fail? There are many other places I would go. I would go out to the countryside because uh, Austin, Texas has some beautiful beautiful landscapes, some beautiful places. And I would just go out and just sit by myself. You know, maybe you could say it was depression. I don't know. It could have been. It it probably was. I didn't know anything about that. You know, I was a military dude and I didn't figure, I figured, hey, you know, you work your way through it. Did I probably need counseling? Yep, probably did. But I didn't want to do it because I didn't know anything about it. And I was just going to work my way through it. There would be uh, times when I would be around people and and try to relate and connect with them. And and it worked for the most part. But I really wasn't, you know, it was such a such a a hard time emotionally uh, to to try to figure out how to connect with people. Um, I still wanted to be married. I still wanted to relate. I want a relationship. So quite honestly, when I was when I had female friends, I always looked through that lens of are they marriage material after the marriage? It was kind of kind of weird. And some of you, if you you my female friends, if you watch this, you probably be like, oh, that's kind of weird. It wasn't you. I mean, I guess I don't know. But it still kind of had that lens um, specifically if I may have felt some attraction to the young lady. Uh, but I did in the transitional period between marriages, I did have a friend, this friend, I, I, she, it was a weird connection of how we figured out. We kind of ran in the same circles that go figure. I don't even know how it worked, but I was going to the gym because that was one of my fallbacks was to work out, go to places where no one really could talk to me. You know, I didn't know anybody and can be, around people, but not talk to people. Um, I wasn't a big clubber. I wasn't going to do that uh, and work out. That was, that's been my thing for, for many, many years was work out. And so I sat down one day after working out way in North Austin, I live way in Kyle, Texas. Was it? Yeah. Kyle, Texas. And this little um, gym attendant, she was a trainer. Uh, she sat down and said, Hey, you look familiar. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, somebody sees me. A woman sees me. Now, before I go into that, I need to talk about my sponsorship. 
Paxton Chiropractic. Listen, sir, brother, father, my man, I understand. You are going through your daily activities and you're like, ah, my neck, what? what's going on with my neck or my back and you stand up and your back's like, ah, or, you know, your shoulder or something. It just, and you're not sleeping well and your arms are all falling asleep and you wake up and you got to hold your neck to the left and you got to turn like your neck is, is fused together because you just, you, your spine is out of whack, man. And stress will do that to you. Stress will make everything else horrible. And I've experienced it many, many times. That's why I currently have Dr. Paxton on speed visit. I got him on continual rotation because, man, this any given any given morning, I'll wake up and my spine is out of tack. Go see David, Dr. David Paxton at Paxton Chiropractic and get your back fixed. He'll get you a good price. Tell him that I sent you, Patrick Thompson. Tell him that I sent you. And man, get get yourself fixed. Trust me, you will be much better off. You can have as many visits during the month as you want to based on the price that it gives you, which is fantastic. He is at 8929 South Memorial Drive, Suite 310. His phone number is 918-946-1464. Again, Dr. David Paxton, Paxton Chiropractic, 8929 South Memorial Drive, Suite 310, 918-946-1464. Go get your back fixed. All right. That was my sponsorship. Let's move on to the next segment because I was talking about my friend, Vanessa Collins. Vanessa, if you happen to check this out, you help me in more ways than one. Now, let's just get this out there. It was not a sexual relationship. When we sat down and talked, come to find out that she knew me from a previous church I was attending and was there when I actually proposed to my first wife. I don't know how that it's just crazy. I had no idea she was in the audience because I did it in front of everybody. Um, and from then on, we just kind of friendship. This was before cell phones. So we had to you had to call somebody on a landline. And even though she lived way in north, north uh, Austin or somewhere in the Austin area, somehow we just became friends. And but she made it very apparent. I am not into you. <laughs> She'd say, I am not into you. I like a certain type of man and it's not you. So being that I didn't want to be at home, I would go over to a place after work and we would just talk. Um, we, you know, get on the phone and she would talk my ear off about some dude that she liked uh, or some situation or whatever she was going through or whatever I was going through. And man, we would have some of the greatest movie watching experiences back in there. It was awesome. Back in those days, it was Austin Powers. Late at night, we would go get some church's chicken. She introduced me to seasoned salt on French fries and chicken. Both of us are ethnic. We probably didn't need to be doing that. But because she was, you know, she was Hispanic. Uh, and then we would watch Austin Powers just laugh, cry, laugh, uh, talk. One of the greatest female friendships I had had at that time even with a sister that young lady Vanessa Collins at the time she showed me that you could be friends with a woman because at that point I wasn't feeling it I was you know in a in a place of love hate with the women race women aren't a race you know what I mean with the women species or female species women species 
I just was not in a good place. But it was like she was sent at that time to help pull me out of my funk. And I'm so glad. I'm so appreciative. Vanessa, if you see this, thank you for that uh, that moment and then which God brought you into my life to help me get out of my funk. Because, boy, I was woo, I was in the funk anyway. So. During that time of, of knowing Vanessa, uh, I ended up dating other women. Yeah. Uh, wasn't wasn't a big deal. But then I met my second wife again in church. And, you know, I had made a list. I had made a list of what I was looking for in a woman. Yeah, that's right. I made a list and I prayed about it and use scriptures and all this other stuff to try to make sure I had the right woman for me. And it, for all intents and purposes, it seemed like she was the one for me. So we ended up getting married. She had a daughter already. And, uh, and I took her as my own raised her as my own. She is my oldest daughter. She is my, my, uh, my intelligent college aged, beautiful daughter. Uh, and then we had a, a biological child and she is also a intelligent and beautiful child of mine. So I have two girls and we were married. My first marriage lasted right at four years. My second marriage, it lasted, let me do the math, carry the one, blah, 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 something, two, 10, about 15 years. It was, yeah, about 15 years. Um, and it was kind of the writing was on the wall uh, for that two years towards the end of it. There's some things that were happening, cracks in the foundation. And when that marriage came to an end, there was some of the same elements. However, there was one huge difference. Can you guess what that difference is? Can you guess? I'll tell you what that difference is. There were children involved. That's right. Children. Man, you talk about adding a whole nother dynamic to the the pain that I experienced in that time. I'm telling you, it was just it was astronomical because I had walked through a divorce before and I knew and I had mentioned this to my 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 now ex-wife. I knew that this was not going to be fun. This was not going to be fun. This was going to be very painful for everybody. Uh, I would even use the word explosive because our kids were older. They had friends. They had lives that they were trying to lead and learn how to lead. Um, And here mom and dad were falling apart. And um, it was just not an easy time. That really uh, added some complexity. But I can tell you being uh, a two-time divorcee, intro to me, two-time divorcee, I unfortunately had some understanding of what we we're going to walk through. Uh, the kids were a different complexity. Com- uh, yeah. Complexity. Complexity. Yeah. Uh, but I, I figured that this, I, I kind of knew what to expect. The problem is I didn't know how to, how to handle it. Now, yes. Uh, unlike my first marriage, we did have some counseling, not probably not enough, but um I, and again, I probably need to counsel for myself, but we'll talk about that at a later episode, not today. Um, but it, I, I didn't know how to handle it. I knew what to expect, but I didn't know how to handle it. And 
again, this is another episode. I believe that my my children suffered and the people around me that were closest to me suffered, including my own mother, uh, because I didn't know how to handle it. You know, there's a there's an element of a divorced man that I will talk about again in a later episode that you have to learn. You have to learn and understand. But man, who 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 trains a man on those roles? Well, it'd be the father. And, you know, my dad, he was one thing I can say about him. He was there. He was there. But, you know, some of the deep, more intricate uh, items of how to be a husband, mm, maybe, maybe not, uh, you know, the best demonstration. There are some things that he could have I maybe he didn't know and his dad didn't tell him, but I could have learned some things a little bit differently, but that's neither here nor there. I was there at that time. So before I go into more about that second marriage, it's time for yet another sponsor, sir. You've had a long day and now you got to come home from work, take your kids to where they got to go, do all kinds of other events, but you tired. And plus, you got to feed these kids. And you're like, I don't feel like cooking. And you know, you maybe you don't even know how to cook. You can barely boil a hot dog. So what do you do? You fall back onto fast food. And you know you don't want to do that. It's going to make the kids unhealthy, make you unhealthy. I tell you what, check out Simply Delish Catering. You can go to Facebook. It's S-I-M-P-L-Y space D-E dash L-I-S-H on Facebook. Or on Instagram, see all the amazing pictures of food that can be prepared for you, pre-prepared. So all you have to do is reach in the refrigerator to pull it out, microwave it, you're done. You don't have to feel guilty about giving your kids uh, cheeseburgers again for the umpteenth time during the month. That's Simply Delish Catering, pre-made meals that are healthy. Reach her at 918-902-902. 5517 that's 918 902 5517 for simply delish catering get your pre-made meals and you don't have to worry about it anymore check it out now the the major disruption uh, uh in this divorce the second time again i'd walked through it before i knew what to expect I just didn't know how to handle it. And specifically with kids, it just, it was so hard. It was so hard, y'all. I'm telling you, it, it just, there were so many days I would just drag myself into work. Now, before at my first marriage, yeah, it was hard. I did drag myself into work, but now it felt like I was carrying the weight of the world on me, trying to, trying to just make it through the job. Uh, and it's and it's such a dreary situation. Um, and knowing that I've got my kids and unfortunately they were older, so I didn't have to like be sitting, you know, have to have babysitters. Thank God for that. They were both in school and, you know, they could, you know, uh, kind of be OK. My oldest daughter at the time, too, she was going off to college. So uh, but when she was there, it made it nice for my younger daughter. But and plus, I started working from home. So that really, really helped because I do have a full time job. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just a hobby. But she, she you know, my, my younger daughter, I could tell that that she kind of was going through too. my oldest daughter, too. Um, and, and I was really struggling. But the thing of it is, I didn't have the luxury of, you know, being gone 
for hours because my younger daughter, she was still, you know, like a 14 year old child. So I needed to come home and be in the house. That didn't necessarily mean that I was there, if you know what I mean. And there were a lot of a lot of miserable nights. Uh, I would lay on the couch and, you know, just lay there. Uh, she'd go to bed and I just lay on the couch and then get up and carry myself to bed. And admittedly, some of y'all going to connect with this. There was some middle of the nights in this fantastic house that I had bought for my family, quote, air quotes, family. That was now torn apart where I will wake up in my dark room, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. And I would look around the room to no wife and, and no life that I wanted and just start crying. That's right. That's right. Old jocks rule just started crying, just would just burst out into tears and I would cry out to God, make this stop, fix it. I hate this place. Uh, I don't like what has happened. I never intended for this to happen. Um, and just, I, I, you know, it was kind of embarrassing, but cry myself to sleep at night. Um, it wasn't too many times. Thank God. I mean, you know, uh, some of you out there are probably doing it every night. Uh, but, and there's another thing that I learned in this situation. I used to wonder when I was a kid, I used to not understand when I say kid, like teenage, young adult, cause in the army, I'd see guys, they'd be just drunk. They just, you know, alcoholics, uh, you know, and later on people became drug addicts and people I meet, they're drug addicts. And, and I would always be curious, why would you, why would you get into that? Why, why would you, why, why are you like you are? You know, I wouldn't say passing judgment, but it'd be, how can you mess yourself up like that with drugs or, or some type of substance? It was in this period of my life and my second divorce or going through my second divorce that I finally understood why people became substance abusers. It finally made sense. The, the, the emotional pain that ravaged my soul at that time, no amount of prayer, no amount of church and no amount of Bible reading seemed to quail. It seemed to, I don't even know if that's the right word, seemed to, seemed to, make it go away uh i couldn't sleep at night there'd be nights i'd go and get like a some sleeping medicine like a you know something some overcounter stuff and just take one pill one night okay that didn't work i'd go to maybe two pills from this like a insomnia or whatever you know something over the counter um and it just it was like man none of this stuff works and that's when i understood oh that's why people take drugs it makes sense now it's sad but it makes sense and i had to be careful because you know i'm not gonna lie i like wine uh and i had to be careful i had to be cognizant of okay am i going to go get this wine to drown out this pain or to enjoy it air quotes again enjoy it and there may have been some times when my young one was going to bed and it was to drown out some pain. I'm going to be totally honest. Again, I'm throwing a net out there. I'm trying to catch some folks. Okay. Uh, but so if you're out there and you're abusing um, and you don't want to admit it and you're, but you're trying to, to heal a hurt through substance. I understand again, man, I understand. Uh, I'll tell you right now, go get some help. Go get some help. 
Uh, I did have some sort of a, a that thing I talked about that was almost 20 years before workout. I had latched onto a group of friends that, you know, y'all, y'all are strange. If you see this, y'all are strange. Okay. If you hear this, y'all are strange, but I'm strange right there with you. But we were basically transplants from different parts of the country, started working out together 530 in the morning. And that was one thing that kept me going. As a matter of fact, when it all came to a head for my second marriage, I told those friends and those friends were the ones that said, hey, let's go sit down and talk that day. And I and I can't I'll never be able to repair those guys, repay those guys for that. But because I had that outlet from years ago of going to the gym, I see it as divine intervention that that's one thing that I could always look forward to to kind of blow off steam and help me through my situation. It didn't matter even if I didn't sleep well the night before four hours sleep. They didn't know I was still getting up and going to the gym because they made me laugh. And then they man, let me tell you, they were going through some stuff too. my goodness. And through that is forged a great friendship. So if you if you want to have what I'm going to call a brother moment. From this, a brother moment, BM, <laughs> a brother moment. You, if you're a medical, you know what BM means. A brother moment, man, friends, good friends, good friends that you're regularly meeting with uh, for whatever. the It may be golf, basketball, uh, coffee. Uh, I'm not going to say uh, uh, times where you just get strung out. No, not those friends. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the friends where you're doing something more on the healthy side, even if it's just going for a meal, uh, going for a walk. I do. I'm a big proponent of exercise in the midst of stress. I really am. Um, exercise or uh, hunting, whatever the case may be, man, get you some friends that get you out of situation who've walked something, which walked something uh, in their life and just have that connection with them. It is a big help. You need it. Men are meant to have community. Uh, humans are, but men don't, don't discount that and think, Oh, I'm tough. I can do it all by myself. No, you need community. Okay. So that I could say that for myself. That was one of the main things that really helped me walk through was those gym buddies, gym buddies. That's funny. Um, and you notice, I didn't say it was church. I didn't, it wasn't church. It wasn't my church friends. I'm not talking, I'm not knocking them at all, but it was that one thing that I've been doing for oh, like 30 years working out and 25 of those 30 years is working out in the morning time that the, 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 the strength that I needed came through. So I brought you all the way through my two marriages and talk to you about uh, what I what who I am and what I've gone through. Uh, yes, I again have a full time job all through this time, and I'm just doing this part time, you know, on the side because I like it. I felt that somebody else needs it. Uh, so you now know a little bit about myself: two kids, two time divorcee, uh, and I'm going to do this again in my next segment. It's going to talk about the right man cave at the wrong time. That's right. The right man cave at the wrong time. So I brought you to where that man cave is, but I'm not going to walk you through it until the next segment. Keep in mind, 
If your neck is a hot mess, go call Mr. David Paxton. His number is 918-946-1464. That's Paxton Chiropractic. You need yourself a good meal and your family a good meal because you just don't know how to cook and you don't have the time. Reach out to Simply Delish Catering on Facebook. Simply, S-I-M-P-L-Y, Delish, D dash D-E-L-I-S-H or call 918-902-5517. Remember to like us on this video platform. Listen to us on the multiple platforms of uh, podcasts. And man, if you have a question about something on the video platform that you're looking at this, put the question in the comments. If you want me to talk about something or ask me a question, put the question in the comments and uh, we'll go from there on man. I understand if you want to. And this is, by the way, a redirection direct media uh, uh, product um, where redirection direct. They do all kind of good stuff for um, pictures, photography uh, and, and so on and so forth. But again, look us up on man. I understand on Facebook. Leave me a comment as well. And until next time. Keep this in mind. Man, I understand. Redirection Direct Media Productions.